0: five four three two (laughs) extreme
1: close-up
2: all right all right
0: all right so yeah that's a nice position you got there i'm gonna try that too me too <laughs> very nice this is very good now i know why people do video podcasts yep hey. uh that's making me feel funny I'm okay gonna sit up. okay there's a ton of Here stuff you that, go there's a ton of stuff there's a ton of stuff that makes me feel funny <laughs> let me let me count them off. let me count the ways count things that make me feel funny okay
2: I feel like I've been exercising good posture my
0: whole life. I feel like I've been exercising demons. Do you have to do that on camera, Steven? That's right. I said on camera. That's how I make my money, baby. You, you notice I said on camera, right? On camera. That is, is right. This is the first ever video edition of the radcast one of hopefully many somewhere down the road but yeah. we have the resources today and why do we have the resources today steven because we have he's sitting right next to us as as if you couldn't see um our our uh, good friend I'm dan drake bad yeah not <laughs> too shabby <laughs> god uh, did a good job on you god must have been i must have done a good uh, uh, job on you, <laughs> on you. Well, thanks I, fellas you i welcome. wouldn't be surprised yeah. if people have already tuned out <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> But uh, our our good buddy Dan Drake is yep. here with us. Um, we've known you for probably about twelve years now. Man, shared many yeah. many a great conversation. Yeah. Speaking of great conversation, Dan is on here because we just helped him with a video that he has uh, to videos. help get me out of prison. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just yeah. we busted it's him got out. Shot collar. <laughs> if you want, to pan down, cameraman. Yep. Cameraman. Hey. Oh, there's no one there. It's right... Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) But Dan has a video series on YouTube called Why It's Great, which you all should go check it out. Um, So, again, YouTube, Why It's Great. He has all different videos Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, what Um, what is Why It's It's Great?
2: So, Why It's Great is a channel on YouTube that exists to bring positivity to the internet through exciting video essays. And what I try to do on the channel is to take things that I legitimately love... Um, that uh, I want to talk about why they're great and mm-hmm. highlight all of the things that are redeemable about uh, you know that subject, yeah, um, and not really discuss their flaws. You know, there's a lot of channels out there like CinemaSins, you know, not mm-hmm. to drop yeah. names, sure, um, but they're just like, here's all the 50 plot holes in this movie, and here's mm-hmm. why this movie sucks, and yeah, here's like, why, why this thing why do you is need, awful. Why do we need that? Like, what right. do you gain from? Having a negative outlook on something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I kind of wanted to, to come into this space on YouTube and do, you know, something a little different and uh, do, you know, a similar thing that they're doing, making video essays, but mm-hmm. just that highlight the positive. But the other thing I want to do is actually take things that, um, for whatever reason, pop culture has just deemed are bad. Like, yeah. There's like four people on the internet that didn't like The Last Jedi, and then it made it seem like everyone yeah, doesn't like it. They just right. jump on the bandwagon. That's how
0: Batman v Superman was. I was like, this seems to be snowballing. Like, exactly. I didn't think it was that bad.
2: So I want to take things that I legitimately love, mm-hmm. that I enjoyed, that I see the artistic merits of, and then make a video explaining why it's actually great and doesn't really deserve you know, to be hated on. Um, or if you do still not like the thing after you watch my video, at least hopefully you could have an appreciation for it mm-hmm. and you know, believe in the mission of trying to be positive and putting positive things out in the world. So awesome. that's that's right. a little bit about why it's great. I
0: like it. And and we had you on because we kind of did a cross promotional thing. Yeah, like so crossover. Crossover yes. like Iverson. Exactly. So Dan had us on to talk about uh, Rocky Five, which is actually mm-hmm. the film that's showing in the background here. Um, a kind of universally panned film yeah, right. ever since it came out um, and we'll get into kind of why and also yeah. um, we'll get into kind of a more um, a more we'll, we'll deliberate and expound upon more why we think Rocky 5 is great mm-hmm. um, that kind of last the you know a lot of stuff that we can get out that is kind of too much to get done in like a nine ten minute video, but yeah. right. but again, Dan, thanks for being on. We're gonna have a yeah, good time today. Absolutely. Um, we yeah, s- it's
2: exciting. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no it's problem. gonna be of so much fun. Avid listener. It's gonna be like yeah. uh, you know when the Harlem Globetrotters were on Scooby Doo.
0: That's exactly, exactly right. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. when I told it kind Matt, of applies, but I knew exactly what you were I had saying. <laughs> I had a dream last night that Scarlet Drove Trotters were on Scooby Doo. Scarlet <laughs> Scarlet <laughs> Scar- <laughs> Globetrotters.
2: Uh, um, or when Batman and Robin.
0: I, oh, I remember. Oh, I remember when Batman and Robin were on Scooby Doo. We just got done talking about the Schumacher movies. I thought you were referring to that Batman and Robin. I'm sure that was. <laughs> or kind like of... in Batman and Robin, they just leave it open, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yep, you um, got it, Steven, You forgot to mention we're doing Rocky Five today. We're mm-hmm. actually going to be doing the entire original Rocky saga. Mm-hmm. We're just starting with Five and moving moving backwards. backwards. Step Five to kind of go in mm-hmm. conjunction with the yeah, Why It's with the cr- Why It's Great video uh, that should be releasing shortly after this episode release yeah so we're gonna try and release those two things kind of um kind of partnering with one another Mm -hmm. kind of in conjunction with one another um so why it's great will be coming at you soon uh we'll mention it again before we get off the air in just a little bit here and then also the radcast you can watch it on actually where you're watching it now uh, because the radcast is going to be broadcasting on the why it's great YouTube channel, mm-hmm. at least yep. this episode, or yeah. eventually we'll get a Radcast uh, channel up on YouTube so we can do more of these. Yeah. Uh, um, the audio will be where it typically is, mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast fixed Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Today, as of today, Friday the 13th, full moon. Ah. Not everything has to be bad luck. We're making great strides in our career. I just finished up our Radcast website. And oh, so we got our RSS feed yeah, so. going through there. You can go to www.theradcast.com. It's, the Radcast is all one word, cast spelled with a K. And there you will find every episode, past, present, and future, um, to listen to the Radcast. That's awesome. So, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of bare bones right now, but eventually we should be getting a store. we got to connect it to our social media. Mm-hmm. But it's out there. But until we get that connected to our social media, Steven, do you want to let them know where they can find us? Yeah, so you can find us um, on Instagram at the radcast so it's just at the radcast on instagram twitter you can find us at t radcast capital t and both of these castes with the K. facebook we're just the radcast yep. and then anywhere where you can like follow and subscribe so on apple Podcasts, subscribe mm-hmm. uh, leave us those five star reviews leave us those comments again as we say every week it's not a it's not an ego thing yeah. we honestly are trying to get pushed to the top of the charts and their yeah. algorithms are done in such a way that that corresponds it makes you visible baby yeah it, it, yeah it makes us visible and it corresponds with the ratings and with mm-hmm. the comments and everything yep. everything so leave us a five-star review rate us uh, as long as itunes is still kind of one umbrella go to itunes um, follow us on spotify just anything that has to do with your podcast app. Mom, let's you get find. into it. Yeah. Well, well, you <laughs> told me to do the socials. Yeah. We have a lot of socials. There's a lot of housekeeping to get done here. Uh, don't make me beat you up on on camera. <laughs> Speaking of beating me up, did you? You guys probably noticed that the Rocky Five is playing in yeah, the background, I said that or is already. it still is? Yeah. 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 I started it yeah. over. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, also, uh, it's you're kind of laid bare on video because on audio, I can be looking at my phone, <laughs> yes. reading off of it, because this is where I keep all my notes. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I feel I feel silly. Like, if somebody's talking, I promise, if some, if one of you guys is talking and all of you see me looking at my phone, <laughs> I'm just trying to find something to say, find a point to bring yeah, up. I get it, man. Uh, just but, be just be yeah, natural. You yeah, know, absolutely. we did we
2: introduced video to. Uh, my podcast besides yeah. the why it's great the better questions podcast mm-hmm. and uh we had the same exact same yeah. exact problem but eventually it was just kind of like you yeah. know what yeah i think the audience gets it you yeah know?
0: and you fall into it just like we're gonna fall into it right now so, me interrupting you wasn't yeah it was more like Come on, let's go. Yeah. Like, well, trying to be less well, rigid. Well, we're yeah. gonna get into it right now. Um, this is gonna be a part of our Radcast Rentals series, mm-hmm. yep. and we're gonna be doing Radcast Rentals on Rocky, Rocky Five. five. So Rocky Five, just a few boilerplate things before we kind of get into our experiences, how we see the movie and everything. So Rocky Five was released in November 16th, 1990. So right before 91 came along and we were born and everything yeah, right like before that, the world changed right forever. The world changed. So about $120 million at the box office. Ah, uh, finished second to Home Alone. It's opening weekend. Ooh. Interesting. So, can you imagine Sylvester Stallone being like, eh, "Maybe we should do Home a Stallone"? It. Yeah, it's Home so- Yeah, Home <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> Stallone. That is great. <laughs> maybe home I Stallone. should. Maybe my next opponent should be this Kevin McAllister kid. Series is <laughs> back. Can you, can you imagine the the training <laughs> montage? Just Da, 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 and he's I, jumping rope, dreaming of a wild. Kevin's still singing into a comb <laughs> or a cone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Home> <laughs> you know, they could still do that. Macaulay yeah. Culkin and yeah. Sylvester oh, Stallone. I mean, why not?
0: Yeah. Why not? Um, and so finished second to Home Alone, uh, and then it quickly just plummeted, uh, <laughs> which it, I think I read a stats were made like over $250 million less than Rocky Four. So, that's quite the drop off. And then uh, uh, Terry Funk choreographed the street fight at the end, which is really? cool. That's Terry Funk's uh, second King appearance hardcore. here on the Radcast. When our Roadhouse episode, yeah. we talked about Terry Funk. Terry um, Funk was a is a was a legendary professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Ah, I yeah, did not yeah. know that. So he's he's got some experience in fight choreography. Yeah. I- and talking I would about say so. critical reviews, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has the movie at 29%. Metacritic has it at 55%. And CinemaScore actually polled, P-O-L-L-E-D, polled, polled an audience, and uh, they gave it a rousing A-minus. Yeah. Rotten so, Don't okay. look at Rotten. I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes. I don't trust what they say. Most, like, I look at the audience score, because you've got like the critic score and you've got the audience score the audience is who's going and being affected by it, whereas the yeah. critics have an agenda. Yeah. They have a checklist that they're going off of, mm-hmm. and most of the time, in my experience on Rotten Tomatoes, they're pretty pretentious.
2: Yeah, I think for me it depends on just what the movie is. You know, what right. I mean, If I'm going to watch a pretentious movie, I kind of want the pretentious experts to, to sure. weigh in. Sure, right. uh, But, you know, on Rocky, I
0: mean... There, there is definitely in every movie, and again, we'll we'll kind of dive into it uh, when we're talking about Rocky Five. You kind of have to frame it in a way that mentions the other mm-hmm. movies, but there's so much depth yeah. to the Rocky movies mm-hmm. that yeah. I mean, it's it's come with repeating uh, repeated viewings uh, yeah. since we were kids, and we'll kind of get into when we first watch Rocky Five. But as we grew up, you know, the more and more you watch it, the more and more you see how the movies relate to. You know personal struggles to see how much they they help you through things right uh, how much you know again depth that you see sylvester stallone was mm-hmm. going for with the movies and you Pe- can pull out things that you know can be explained in a way to where people are like oh yeah i just thought it was just a big like a machismo punch them up movie. Yeah. like I yeah i was gonna say even for three and four like the popcorn movies mm-hmm. the ones that are a little more mindless just because of the excess of the 80s there's still depth to it yeah like oh yeah if you yeah there's this large character of Mr. T as Clover Lang and then you've got the indestructible Russian monster Ivan yep. Drago people see the s- superhero versus villain when really there's way more depth to it just through the characters and through particular interactions and whatnot mm-hmm. so yep. yeah this fifth one has depth and some people didn't like it because of the depth but they didn't realize that all the Rocky movies have some layer of complexity to them. Or they didn't see the depth. Not right. necessarily
2: didn't right. like it because of depth, but depth, right. they just didn't see it. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but yeah. I remember when I was younger, mm-hmm. when I first was exposed to the Rocky movies, mm-hmm. like, these are my dad's favorite movies. Yeah. And so, like, he showed me one through four, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and I was, I was just in love. And then when we got to five... Um, and of course, this is before Rocky Balboa in 2006. Right. Six, Six. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I didn't even look that up. That's just yeah, the top amazing. of my it was head. Like, yeah, in the uh, um, but um, I uh, I remember like this is the last one, and watching it, I only I watched like one through four countless times. So I loved. Yeah. It. I only watched five once, right? And I remember thinking like, this isn't good because there's not even an, a real fight at the right, end. Right? You know right. what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. not even a real yeah, fight, right. and it's like. Actually, is probably the realist yeah, final as of you all. Rewatch of them. it, uh, but I I just had such a chip on my shoulder about that. Sure. I didn't couldn't really even see past anything else in yeah, the movie. Yeah. You know.
0: Um, I know for us, you'd mention your dad. I mean, that's same like same. I mean, there's some of our dad's favorite movies, and we mm-hmm. grew up on all of them. One, two, three, and four, but we always knew like we knew there was a fifth one, but we didn't own the fifth one. The fifth one was never shown on television. Like you're not going to be flipping through and you fall on five on TNT or you fall on there on AMC. You're always going to get one through four. So we always, I I don't remember even like asking our dad like about it or anything, but I remember once uh, we, we asked our mom to rent us Rocky five from the video store. Um, we were 10 years old again, growing up watching, one, two, three, and four. Um, we watched them more as we we bought this VHS box set. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I remember I bought it with Christmas yeah. money uh, from BestBuy.com, and I remember that was a f- like one of the first things I ever got yeah. in the mail. And it's this VHS box yeah. set. But uh, our mom rented from Schnooks Video. She rented Rocky Five, and I remember that night. I th- I think she might have rented us another movie because we didn't get to Rocky Rocky Five to yeah. like ten o'clock at night. Oh wow! And I remember. We we put it on, and I remember just thinking the whole time, this is different. this is different. This yeah, is it's so this much different. Feels different than, than the other movies. And if you if you were to marathon all of, on all of them, it is kind of different. Yeah, because yeah, the absolutely. first four movies have the narrative of Rocky and Apollo in some yep. way, Rocky and Mickey, and then yeah. the relationships with Rocky and Adrian. And this is the first movie. You know, four was the first one without Mickey, and five was the first one without apollo so mm-hmm. you kind of lost two of the bigger narrative points yeah so that was weird and then it was a pg-13 rocky so yeah. there are some parts in there that were a little different especially to a 10 year old kid yeah and then just kind of was as I, as I got older the kind of the grittier aspect to the yeah, movie it was tough as an audience i to see rocky as, like down and out because mm-hmm. yeah. we had been so far removed from the first movie even that he was some journeyman boxer who was like breaking legs to collect you know debts for loan sharks Mm -hmm. like so to see him back in that setting it's like this isn't what i want to see from rocky like i want to see him as a heavyweight champ he just defeated ivan drago he's this superhero Mm -hmm. so to see him back in that setting i think was a little off-putting to people just because we it's like we had come so far so they almost echo the sentiment that the move that Rocky, in this movie has is like Adrian, we've come so far, like I don't want to be back here, and I think the you audience kind of feels that way too, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, it probably makes you know the casual viewer actually it touches on like a basic fear that everybody has mm-hmm. that that at any moment, if anybody wanted to bad enough, they could steal everything from you, yeah, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. at any moment you could be in a car accident, you could. Any number of things could happen, and you could lose everything, mm-hmm. and you could have to start over in life. That's a reality for literally everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not to yeah. bum out our listeners, no, but it's right. like, I think this movie taps into just like, Sure. Almost like a-, a primal fear. Yeah. And it makes you uncomfortable. Now, I would say, as a film buff, mm-hmm. that those kind of emotions, if a movie can play with that and make me feel something, even something mm-hmm. negative, I'm like... Bravo movie, yeah. like yeah, that's okay. great. I yeah. wanna, I want that kind of experience, even if it's less than favorable. Mm. But maybe you know, mass general audiences looking for a blockbuster Rocky movie, right. we probably weren't ready for that. Yeah, sure. And
0: I mean, honestly, it had been five years in between the movies, and uh, we which is w- the
2: biggest gap. Oh yeah, been yes. so far. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean the first movie, seventy six. Yeah, uh, the years, second movie, one and yeah, two. Seven 79 nine. Three, three and four. Then,
0: yeah, eighty one or eighty three. I I get when I was a kid, I would always get the releases of the Star Wars movies mixed oh. up with the yeah, releases of the Star Rocky So funny movies. you said that. I was like, what was this? Seventy
2: seven, like right. Star yeah. Yeah. Wars was. I got so yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm with So you. like, it's seventy six. Uh, I think seventy. I think two was seventy nine. S- was it? I so thought it was seventy eight. Because it was it well at the peak like at the beginning of the year, I remember we had a post like on the radcast about like the 40th anniversary of rock. This is, this is for any of you that listen to proper, gen- the proper gentleman podcast, which we drop all the time. For those of you who are watching this on the, the, what, what was that?
2: IMDB. Oh, okay. Ah, I was for like, on, I was like d- did you pull up our page? For kind of the,
0: the newer, newer viewers here that are on here because of why it's great. And you came to see a little more Dan and his <laughs> two friends. Um, <laughs> Uh, we, have, we have another podcast called the proper gentleman podcast with three of our best friends and we always run into this dilemma to where we're trying to pull things off the top of our head and yeah. it's always after a minute or so we're like why are if we have technology we can yeah. look this yeah. up internet yeah yeah
2: so rocky is 76 76 uh-huh. rocky 2 drum roll uh, 78 79 Seventy nine. Ah, got it 79 uh, rocky, and rocky 3 82 82, 82. see
0: yeah. i was thinking 83 so never mind and I, then Rocky Four, four 85. eighty-five. That one was, and right. then I remember an, that one. That one's it's, eighty-five. I I always think. Sorry, this is an episode about Rocky Five, but I'm just gonna do a little uh, sidebar for Rocky Four. Rocky Four never looks like 1985 to me. No, it's 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 really clean and it yeah. has like a sheen Because if you it. take uh, another movie from 85, you know, Back to the and, Back Future, to the take future. Back to the Future mm-hmm. and put it against Rocky Four. Rocky Back to the Future looks like it's from the eighties. Rocky Four doesn't look like it's from
2: the. 80s. What does it look like?
0: I don't know. Like it looks really s- slick. It looks it looks too slick. I guess like like I'm used to uh,
2: kind of other movies from the eighties. Almost, almost kind like, like, like grainier, like a yeah. grainier like yeah. film. Like yeah. um, this one looks more po- definitely polished. Could you you taking it back to five for a minute? Five looks really gritty and old. Yes, mm-hmm. but yet it's ninety. Would you say that four even looks like it's like? older than, I mean, newer than, than five. Yes. I was the extent. sake of argument. I, I yeah. can't, um, I,
0: I can't throw out, I don't want to throw out like an arbitrary date, but it definitely looks like it's ahead of its time. Yeah. You it, know,
2: I think I, I know why they probably made that choice mm-hmm. is because I think the theme of, um, of Rocky four is, you know, basically like, Humanity slash muscle slash mm. like brute strength against mm-hmm. technology. I mean, the yeah. 80s was and a technological decade, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like they probably made it wanting it to look super sleek yeah, to show yeah, off the makes sense. technological right. prowess of filmmaking at yeah. the time to underscore that theme of yeah. Yeah. technology.
0: And then you also want to talk about Rocky 4 and again we'll get back to Rocky 5. Again, <laughs> we we have to we have to frame it with all the other yeah, Rocky absolutely. movies because yeah. at the time this was the end. This was right. the conclusion. Thank God we got Rocky Balboa and the yeah. f- just fantastic Creed movies. Yeah. Um but you know, it, it it this is at the height of like the grand action movies. And Rocky 4 yeah. in comparison to Rocky 5, in comparison to all the other movies, is a much more grand film. You're taking, yeah. it, you're taking it out of reality, and he's going to Russia yep. and training in the Russian snow. And granted, we'll, we'll get more in depth on the Rocky Four Radcast Reynolds. I love Rocky Four and yeah. I love the training montage, but in comparison to the other movies, this is a superhuman Rocky Balboa, yep. something that I think a lot of people wanted the series to end on. Was mm-hmm. a yeah. superhuman rocky who's who's he's got to be fighting a dragon or Godzilla in the next movie because you it's, can't you can't beat yeah yvonne Ivan Dro- dragon uh, <laughs> in the next one um but ivan dragon Hill. yeah so I think compared to Rocky five. You know, Rocky Four does look a lot cleaner because of the height of also, you know, that's right in the pit of when the action movie mm-hmm. boom was coming, like with yep. the Sh- Schwarzenegger's and Stallone. And mm-hmm. I think Stallone was coming off of First Blood, but I think Ran- the Rambo sequel Cobra and just came out. And yeah, Cobra. Yeah, Cobra. Yeah. So he's a bona fide action star. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make it look grand and fit the personality yeah. that Sylvester Stallone was. And,
2: you know, again, going back to Rocky Five, mm-hmm. bringing it back, I think that the movies have this, like, up and to the right crescendo kind of a feel to them, right? Mm-hmm. Every one is kind of stacking and stacking, and actually, exponential growth, right? Right? It's like two is a little bit more than one. It's almost mm-hmm. like maybe double because yeah. he actually does yeah, win yeah. in the end. But then three is, like, more than double because it's kind of like a, a he's, shift he's in the tone. Champ. Mm-hmm. And then four yeah. is, like, even, you know, yeah. it's even more. And then five... You know, they, so, you know, uh, summing up, bringing some new information, right. um, the director of the first Rocky movie came back right. yeah. the John first Al- John time yeah. to, to direct this film. And I feel like, you know, they knew what the story was probably before they chose the mm-hmm. director and they said, Hey, if we're bringing it back to Philly, let's get the original visionary filmmaker mm-hmm. that, that yeah. built the world, yeah. so to speak to kind of speak into shaping this again. And I feel like that decision ultimately, like obviously made the film what it was. Yeah. But I think looking back on it now, as we're seeing all these redeeming qualities about it, I'm actually sitting here going, it was so smart to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it feels and looks the same as 76. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which it goes back to what you're saying. That's probably why it doesn't look like an 80s movie. Right.
0: Right, yeah, there were so many times, like, Stephen and I watched this, I think, on, like, Monday night, um, and I was sitting there, and there were times in which, like, Rocky and Pauly, like, the pacing of a scene is going on, and it's just Rocky and Pauly, and you have the backdrop of the streets of Philadelphia, and um, and they're just walking, and he's just, and they're just conversing, and Rocky finds his old, like, jacket and his old hat and stuff like that, and they're just walking, and just the aesthetic and the pacing of the scene. I look over to Steven. I was like, this feels like the first Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and, and I think, like you said, that was so smart to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what throws sometimes what throws it off too is that it's a mixed aesthetic. So you've got mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the seventies and then you bring in Tommy Gunn and his son, yeah. like who, who Rocky's are sort son Rocky son. Yeah. yeah. and, and like these and new characters who are supposed to be of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you mix you're mixing the decades kind you of. You know.
2: So maybe going into some flaws of the film a little yeah, bit yeah. here. I mean, I don't want to be staring the shit, but like sure. what you no, said no, you took me there. I remember writing in some notes when I was watching and one of the mm-hmm. notes I wrote is like the first 20 minutes of the film feels really weird. It like yeah. doesn't it's, work for me. It's strange. And part of it is I think there's there's a couple things going on. The first thing is i think that they're trying they have to kind of it's basically exposition heavy because mm-hmm. they have to try and explain in the first 20 minutes how Rocky could go from riches back to rags yeah. yep. right? right so they kind of had to do some ham-hawking of some you know exposition yeah. and some story beats or whatever
0: you gave power rocky let Paulie give power of, of attorney to, to the accountant, their accountant, but he
2: didn't know it was actually power of attorney. Paulie right. was tricked, yeah. into mm-hmm. thinking yep. it had something to do with like the Russian law, yeah. But it actually was yeah. power of attorney, yep. and so, yeah. But anyway, the other thing though is like, I think what's his the director's name? John, John Alvitson. Alvitson. John Alvidson directed Rocky and Paulie and Adrian as if they were in Philly, mm-hmm. but they were like still in the mansion and in yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the the suits office right. of the like executive guy and they have this big fight yelling scene yeah. in like this really corporate 80s looking yeah. setting mm. and it's just like this is not right this scene needs to be in like some beat up old house out in mm-hmm. Philly sure. like in the first movie and yeah, like yeah. to me it just took me out and i feel like that might have also hurt the film is like if you can't make it through those first 20 or 25 mm. minutes mm-hmm. then you know you you, you miss what's... I feel like everything that's great about the film, yeah. with exception of maybe one or two scenes or lines, really, of dialogue, yeah. it happens after that 20-minute mark. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I
0: mean, it's, you have to... It is a slower kind of... It, 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 to me, when I was a kid, it was boring. Um, right. Kind of like you were alluding to, because of all the mumbo-jumbo and jargon on how he lost his millions. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like... That was established, I mean, really quickly. Uh, Pacing-wise, it was a little strange because you're going from triumph, jubilation, him getting off the plane in four, or the movie starts and he's like he's starting to feel the effects of the fight with drago which Mm. is kind of a culmination of just all these years of fighting yeah and his body's starting to break down not just the movies but like he fought for what seven years before the first yeah i mean defending his title yeah all that and then the times we don't see when he defends his title six years yeah Yeah. so uh and like at the the beginning during the eye of the tiger montage in three he's all all these title defenses he's champion for pretty much years. He's taking a beating. Yeah. So pretty yeah, so we it's kind of a roller coaster of emotions that they're trying to establish the story. Again, once like you said, once they've established Mm -hmm. with exposition, once the story is established, that's when it starts to take off. Yeah, it seems like it happens all at once because they land then you have a shady boxing, all, pro- shady, all, excuse me, boxing promoter. coming in one in, day. Trying to go, it's like, you just get off the plane. How about another title fight? And then he loses all of his money, like yeah. we said before with like, a shady accounting. I think, I think it could and, Sorry, and on. then and then the next scene is him going to the doctor and finding out he has irrever- irreversible brain damage. Yeah. Has to retire. It's and just all to kind injury. of pour. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's all kind of pouring on, on and on. And, and your th- car's being towed. Right. <laughs> so then, then it's. Yeah, it oh no, that's not good. And where's my dog? What? Is that your car? <laughs> yeah, it's my. This my car. It's being towed. Oh come on, call Duke. I'll fight anywhere, anytime. <laughs> it's like no, we just got done. But I think it starts to kind of slow down when he finds out he has brain damage and Adrian pulls him aside and he's trying to figure out these ways to
2: fight. And she's like, do you love me? And Mm -hmm. he's like, of course I love you. It's like "Then you you need to retire. You know, you mentioned that scene in the in the why it's great video. And I do like that scene. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you when when this movie got me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was like, okay, I'm bought in and I'm watching I'm like watching this movie. Was like I, I I wish I had my notes. I left them in my office, but it was around 21 minutes in when Rocky finds his old outfit yeah. in the yeah. attic. Yep, and he has a really short scene with uh, Adrian. Yeah, and he's you just see him in that outfit and all, and it's like in the attic of the mansion, mm-hmm. so it looks a little dingier. Yeah. and immediately I was like, okay, I know what this movie is, and mm-hmm. I am I am all in. Yeah, I am very excited now. yeah
0: Yeah. and and it just it just it's a shame because i don't think because it bookends the series and i think sylvester stallone in a way was ambitious for wanting to bookend the series with him back in philadelphia but Mm. telling kind of a different story a different aspect of rocky that needs to be um kind of he he needs to come to terms with and everything like that um but again when it got down to it people just didn't like that and admittingly there are some kind of there's like these low hanging fruit. Like you, you can tell and things that people say, there's the foreshadowing of certain things. You're like, Oh, that's going to come up later. Oh, he mentioned that it's, it's kind of like it was almost paint by numbers when it comes down to it in a way to some like, extent. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of bothered people too. Cause it seemed like it, it, it seemed like it was treat like moving itself along to, Oh, foreshadowing this to this moral point, and then oh, like remember what? here's the moral point. Uh, I mean, th- I can't honestly, I can't sure. think of like an. Ex- there's a few times when I was watching, I'm, I'm th- trying to think of like right. There, yeah. there were times when I was watching because I read a review somebody made that where they pointed that out. They were yeah. they were praising the movie, but they pointed yeah. out that was one of the flaws. And uh, honestly, I can't think of a specific time. Like there's a couple times when Rocky's talking to Rocky Junior. Oh, to where yeah. you're like that, 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 and then. Also hey, kind we're, of, we're home team. Like yeah, he's team. like it's you, you know, and it's you like, home team. Okay, you know, this this is gonna come back and bite him. Then blah, 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 later blah. when his son feels neglected by Rocky because Rocky's training Tommy mm-hmm. it you know, when Tommy comes to move in with him, he's like, It's you and me, we're home team. He's like, Yeah, all right, home team, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a few but I mean a lot of movies do that. I mean, what other way are you gonna kind of introduce yeah. where that's their some thing. of the problems are gonna yeah. be? But I mean yep. it's I can't think of a specific part. But watching the movie, I could kind of point out where it's like just knowing the movie, point out, okay, I see what this person was talking about. But it didn't detract from my enjoyment of it. Sure. So as far as enjoyment goes, well, one of the stronger parts of the movie were the characters. Absolutely. I think it was consistent. and (sighs) Some of the best portrayals of some of of the characters, some of their best moments. If you snub this movie, you miss, I mean, Sylvester Stallone pulls out an... Um, an awesome performance. I mean, he's he's charming. He's as charming as ever mm-hmm. as Rocky, and that's the that's the thing that a lot of people. That's I get so ticked off whenever people they do they do the Stallone impression, yeah. make it sound like he's an idiot. Sylvester Stallone isn't stupid. Yeah, no. also Rocky's like, not really stupid. Yeah, Rocky's either. not really dumb. He, he calls yeah. himself stupid, but he has these street smarts. But also, like he's so charming and mm-hmm. in some ways innocent he's it's
2: kind like, and innocent and maybe a little naive mm-hmm. sure yeah but yeah. i mean
0: stallone plays that perfectly and some of his best like moments of like where you see his his pathos and you you see mm-hmm. kind of his his acting chops as rocky are the the hospital or the scene where he's getting his his brain checked where he sees his, the brain scan yeah you see I like him kind of yeah no now. you're good he's kind of on the border you know He's borderline crying when he's talking yeah. with Adrian. He's like, of course I love you, Adrian. Yeah. Like, well, why'd you ask that? Yeah. Um, like, because you see him, you see it on his face that, you know, the life he's built around himself, his mm-hmm. legacy is starting to kind yeah. of come crashing down and he can't build it back up by fighting. Yeah. So you see that, but also the scene the, f- the scene before the third act, kind of the climax of that is when Rocky and Adrian have this moment in the street um, that kind of play it, that's there always starts the third act and, mm-hmm. and every movie except for maybe one yeah. where there's these conf- confrontation moments in a way with Rocky and Adrian and in this one Sylvester Stallone I mean, both Talia Shire and Sylvester Stallone are awesome but just the part that sticks out to me is when he's talking about You know, he's like, you know, I didn't want this no more. I didn't want Mm -hmm. this for us. I didn't. You think I spent all this all these years having wars on the ring, get my brains beat out to come back to this, to come back to people saying, you know, oh, there goes Rocky. He was great. But now he's just another bum from the neighborhood. And when he says the the way way he says the way he throws his coat down, I'm just like. It, it it it's awesome. Swester Salone's part is awesome. Talia Shire, you cool. I love how you see she's so meek in the first movie and you just see that upward growth. One well, more yeah. of a light heart like at that point it had just come to a point like come to a head his insecurity um and in that he can only do so much, so he can't fight anymore. Earlier in the movie um Rocky and Paul like Rocky's talking to Adrian, she just got her job back at like the pet store or mm-hmm. whatever. And like as she's walking back in, he's like, Yo Adrian, did we ever leave this place? Like kind of a lighthearted way of saying, like, you know, yeah, we went, we had fame and fortune, we had riches, but have we ever left this place? We're still two kids from Philly, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It it speaks to, you know, you said that Stallone is is really smart and I gotta I gotta agree, man. Like, first of all, just his story. You know, and how his life mirrors Rocky, Mm -hmm. even from the very beginning, right? He's trying to make it as an actor. He's trying to do the Hollywood thing. And, like, at that time, uh, you know, in the early 70s, um, this is even before Arnold Schwarzenegger was, you know, was super big Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever. And just, like, guys like that weren't leading men. It just wasn't what was big in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And so Stallone being like, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm going to persevere. And I'm going to write this thing myself. And I'm going to insist that I act in it. Um, he has like the smarts and the, the handle on, you know, pathos mm-hmm. to be able to write. And so like when coming into the story for the fifth movie, um, you know, I think he knew he was taking a risk, but honestly it's like, I feel like he probably enjoyed writing and making this film as like yeah. a break from I just got to play Mr. Muscles like right. he's sitting there going like I've got more tools in my acting toolbox mm-hmm. than to just be a piece of meat. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing is that the conversation you're talking about between him and Adrian and what I alluded to earlier with like the core fears yeah. of people, I think what, you know, as a now, you know, 31-year-old guy mm-hmm. who is trying to you know i'm doing a youtube channel i'm doing a podcast Mm -hmm. i'm like trying to do what i love and somehow be able to make a living doing it Mm -hmm. like i can't imagine um getting to a point of success and then losing it and feeling like you have to start over but not only that even deeper than those surface level things is like there is a a struggle i think in all of us of where do i find my worth Right. right as a human being yeah right what is it that gives me value what makes me feel like mm-hmm. I am worthy of love and acceptance even from other people but also from myself like how can mm-hmm. I look myself in the mirror and be proud of who I am and accept my circumstances in life. And I think in that moment, I didn't go through all this to just be some bum right. from the neighborhood. What right. he's implying is that being a bum from the neighborhood is bad. Yeah. It's not good. And actually, like when I hear that, I resonate with it, but I also feel bad because I go, that means that everybody, like think about all the people that live on that street, they can hear him saying yeah. that. They're thinking to themselves, Was there something wrong with that, Rocky? Like, I'm a bum from the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and I'm just fine. You know what I mean? It's like we all have to wrestle with that and be like, what if I'm born in a place, I live there my whole life, I never leave, no one outside the town knows my name, Mm -hmm. and is impacted by my life, but my core family has been impacted, I did what was right in my life, and then I die. Is that a worthy life? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and is, is that enough? Uh, I mean, I think he had those aspirations since the first movie to, if not get out of Philly, be something more than he was. I mean, yep. the tagline of the first movie is a, a His million. whole life was the million-to-one shot. Yeah. When it became, you know, a million-to-one shot became one in a million. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he, you see that throughout that progression throughout the first four movies, and then, you know, in the fifth movie, I think it really explores his psyche on the matter. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see these bits as as he as he loses in life, and as he loses fights, and he loses his confidence. Say in Rocky Three, when he loses to Cover Lang for the first time, it gets pummeled because yeah. he's so distracted. He's about the direction of Mickey. Yeah, so yeah. like he's directionless, and he had all of his direction in Mickey which played into his legacy as a fighter. Yeah. So, I mean, he gets that back direction back with Apollo because mm-hmm. one of his best friends loses his, you know, or he, so, but that's still tied into his legacy as a fighter. And as a man, that's where his confidence is. And then four, he loses Apollo. And, the, you know, you can talk about loss and, every, and gain and everything like that, but everything was tied into his legacy as a fighter. So when he yeah. can't do that anymore... He he does the anything he aspired to be was as a mm-hmm. fighter. Now he doesn't have that. Now he just feels like he did. Pre first movie and in the yeah. first movie, and it's just you. It's, Stallone really shows that, and mm-hmm. on as a foil to that, Talia Shire who sly. You kind of see, you know, maybe as a digression in the way he feels about himself, but Talia Shire has this forward yeah. progression. Has, she eventually becomes this strong-willed vocal yeah. character yeah. standing up to the nefarious boxing promoter, George Washington Duke, that comes into yeah. play and really fighting for her husband until yep. she puts that into perspective for him that yep. he's, you know, you have to be there for your family and we love you and mm-hmm. we respect you and we're gonna make it, you know, yep. his... He loses sight of who he is. She's always she's always been a model of contentment. Yeah. Um. Because like, the fifth one is kind of like the second one in the fact that Rocky's like, why are you working like at the pet store? And she's like, oh, we need the money. Like, I don't I don't mind. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like, like in the second one when she's pregnant, he's like, you're pregnant. What is? She's like, oh, we need the money. And in this one, she's like, I just called her and she gave me my job back. Like, it's fine. We'll be okay. She's she. The reason it's a good she, balance to yeah, his ambition, exactly, mm-hmm. and that's why she's such a good foundation, is because she's always been that model of contentment. She's like, "Well, we, as long as we've got each other, like the growing pains theme song." Exactly. We're my um, <sighs> the lyrics are down here. Rocky's so, um, <laughs> uh, head. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is this going? Uh but, sorry, you were actually talking to me. No, 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 that that's on me. Uh but she's been the one to be to, to be like movies over. Like what? Uh, <laughs> is software. this a deleted scene? <laughs> software updates available. Well, I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted. Yeah. Uh now you're just gonna have to listen to us talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But she's she's always been the one to ground him yeah. and be like, I've been saying we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. <laughs> And, uh, and it's just, you were talking about that speech earlier and one huge thing that resonates with me is when she says, you know, your son is lost because at that point, since moving back to the neighborhood, Rocky Jr., who's aged like three years in this movie, um, that's, that's another gripe, but it's. We'll get into that. Small it's okay. it's, it's yeah, a yeah. very, very small thing. Sylvester Stallone casted his son. I can tell he just wanted a son in the movie, so I'll let it slide. But at this point, Rocky Jr. is having trouble adjusting. He finally gets in with some with some, bums from the neighborhood with, with some kids that go to his school, and he's just like his dad's not paying attention to him. He's training Tommy Gunn, this young upstart heavyweight hopeful. Um, and because of that neglect, he's just finding his identity... With his, uh, with his friends, his new friends at school, and so basically, what was that? That was the. Sorry, it's the, the little speaker. Oh, okay, gotcha. I got distracted. You you keep yeah, talking. But, I'm gonna turn but, it off. But basically, he needed Adrian to tell him like, you've been distracted this whole time. Mm-hmm. Your son has is by himself. Like, there's no one around. This wisdom and this experience that you're giving Tommy Gunn, you need to give to your son. He's lost. Mm-hmm. And whenever she says. Just her delivery of "He is lost." Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh man, you you can tell on Rocky's face that it's starting to set in. Mm-hmm. So I just I just think that she's such an integral character, and you can tell by the performances and the way they're written that they know their characters. And at yep. this point. Rocky like Talia Shire and Sylvester Stallone know these characters so well know how they interact with each other that there was no way that their performances were going to be bad. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean that scene is just integral. I feel like I mean it's one of my favorites. But to me I love that line and the line that gets me though is uh you know when she's talking about his heart. Yeah. That it's that uh, that you know you never beat your opponents with your muscle. You've always Beat them with your heart. And I think it speaks to what we were talking about earlier, which is like, um, you know, Rocky's trying to find validation and achievement and trying to feel worthy mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. through what he's accomplished. And it's just genius how Adrian is able to take this concept of like that he's a fighter with heart that Mickey drilled into him in the yeah. f- since the first movie, right? Yeah. We know that Rock- that's what sets Rocky apart. That's what makes him great, is that he's a fighter that fights with heart, right? But she then takes that. I think that line is meant to cut through and to kind of say in the subtext that that's that's what makes you worthy. Mm-hmm. It's not your achievement. You could have never achieved anything or won any of these fights. It's the fact that you fight with heart Mm. That makes you who you are. Yep. And you just being you is what's worthy. You know what I mean? That's like why just... Tommy
0: Gunn's never gonna be another Rocky. Exactly. Because people people are criticizing Tommy and saying that he's in the shadow of Rocky and like he's just gonna he's gonna be another Rocky. And Rocky kinda wants him to be the next big thing, but she's like he's not like he can't be you because he doesn't have your heart. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so no, that's mm-hmm. a great point. Yeah, and he, try, he tries to kind of live vicariously, yeah, through, through Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, you, know, so you, you, he you realize yeah. this is this is this is to no avail because it, he's you can't live vicariously through him because he's not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's never gonna be you. Yeah, yeah. and speaking of Tommy Gunn, uh, we talked about some good performances. I would also throw in uh, Burt Young who plays Paulie. I mean, he does, he does as good as, you know, Pauly mm-hmm. ever does. Pauly kind of stays the same. He has those kind of yeah. shiny moments to where like he, he shows how so much. He loves Adrian and he's, appreciates yeah. Rocky. And stuff he's like always that, been con- consistent in his inconsistency. Right. So he's consistently, he consistently has briefly has moments to where you're like, okay, Pauly, you're starting to grow as a character. And then he like, like just takes a step back and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What I mean, he it like it's even like that in Rocky Balboa. Yep. Like it's like this. This is a such a complex character, but at the same time, I already know everything I need to know about him. Right. Uh, I think this movie, the writing, and the exchanges between Rocky and Pauly. There's some genuinely <laughs> yeah. like funny exchanges, yeah. and like and also like good exchanges. Like Pauly sees right through uh, the kid Tommy Gunn, who ends yeah. up being, you know, the one Rocky's the final fight with, the one we keep talking about, you know, Tommy Gunn, uh, who, you know, is a lot of people seeing, like, the the media calls him Balboa's puppet, and, like, but Rocky just wants to train him. He, and he has make, a similar story to Rocky. He has right. no he, direction. He kind of just abandoned everything to, you know, want to become the next heavyweight champion, yeah. and he's sort of just aimlessly walking through life, doesn't have any family, and so... Rocky probably sees a lot of him in Tommy Gunn, yeah. and it starts out great, but then Tommy Gunn gets seduced by George Washington Duke, who's this corrupt boxing promoter, sort of like Don King. So, yeah, I um, think I just sorry if I trailed. No, you off no, there. no, you're fine. I mean, that kind of leads into um, Tommy Gunn is played you know, by Tommy Morrison. Team. Yeah. Uh, Tommy (laughs) gun is played by Tommy Morrison, who is an actual heavyweight boxer, Mm -hmm. um, who he himself had a lot of potential and ended up just being around the wrong crowd and just being an immature kid, didn't have a good home life to grow up. in. so anyway, I mean, by all accounts, he was actually, he was like a good kid. He just was directionless. Um, but he played Tommy gun and granted he's not an actor. So his performance lacked because he's not an actor. He had a right. cu- he had a couple moments where like this isn't too bad. There's a scene where he first meets Adrian um and they're having dinner and his he's talking about a time where the first person he ever beat up was his dad because his dad beat him. So I mean yeah. that was yeah, a good part. Yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah. And then uh he has he has a couple parts where it's like, okay, that's not too bad, but it shows that he's not an actor. Every
2: line kind of sounds like yeah, this. Yeah. It's like, well, yes, yeah, well, this was all bad.
0: Well, that I was about to say that that's right. That's when he turns, mm. and then every line was kind of bad after yeah. that. Like like cause at first, like when he's approaching Rocky on the street, he's like
2: He's gonna give me my title shot. Yeah, he's like he,
0: he's like, I just he's like, I'm like you, man. Like I, I just can can you train me? Like I I'm just a punk kid and you know, and his line delivery, you're like, okay this isn't that bad. And then they're at the dinner table. And then when they go downstairs and, and they're setting them up in the basement and all Rocky's memorabilia is right. He's like, "No, this was all about like, he's just, yeah. and he has this Oklahoma. Like, there we go. He's just to to what some, he's saying. He's just some lughead A-Z. from Oklahoma. Yeah. But, uh, his performance wasn't great. And I had never liked Sage Stallone who, um, who plays Rocky jr. Uh, I think Sylvester Stallone wanted to kind of, Help him get into the business Sure But he He became a director Before he passed away mm-hmm. Um But he I think he would have been Better as a director Because he's not an actor like, Yeah Like I think his His If I could use the word Cringy His line delivery His His exchanges with Sylvester Stallone Are fine Because it's his dad Yeah But like Whenever he's with other kids It's like It's strange And then when he becomes this bad boy It's like It's yeah. really cringy And then he has, he has He has a draw to it You know It's like No you You lied to me And you lied to mom <laughs> It's like Because like, like At the beginning of the movie He's like Oh yeah Yeah oh Yeah dad, It's uh, Madame DuPont uh, She's my <laughs> French teacher Because um, he draws a naughty picture Of his French teacher mm-hmm. And he's like Yeah yeah mm-hmm. kind Yeah 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 dad And then he's like Yeah Oh yeah Talk Talk well, now. I, I talk mean, like this it, now. It's the it's the change from it, it, the Silver Spoon life I'm not, to I'm living not on the I'm not saying streets. he's wrong for doing that. It's just it's the just portrayal's not, good. Good. not that good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Sage it's, Sloan wasn't good. Tommy Morrison wasn't good. But everybody else was, if not great, they were just fine. Even, yeah, even so, those are two new editions, And I don't want to give off the impression that any of the new editions were bad because George Washington Duke, played by Richard yeah. Gant, uh-huh. who's a famous character actor... He chews up every scene oh, that he's yeah. in. Like he, he does a great job just just like he's over the top and he's trying to appeal to the fighter in Rocky and he's like very passionate and it's just he he does a great job. That was that was a great addition. And even when I sat here and told people like, uh just ignore Rocky Five like before I revisited it, I was like, There are great scenes with Mickey and George Washington Duke is actually a good villain. Yeah, so speaking of scenes with Mickey, um, Mickey Goldmill, who was a mainstay for two and a half movies until he passed away in the third one, uh, we got to see Mickey one last time, and unfortunately it was the last time we saw Burgess Meredith really in anything, because he passed away in 1997 and didn't really do a whole lot after that. He did a movie called Camp Nowhere, which is funny, it's like a blink and you miss it cameo, but his his cameo is pretty funny in that, but he didn't do anything of like this ilk. Again, especially not Rocky movies. So somebody who's so pivotal to the development of Rocky's character and who really added so much to the movies. This is the last we saw of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, your favorite scene in the movie is the first appearance of Mickey in the movie.
2: Yeah, it's just it's just beautiful. And you know, the Rocky Five has this great like sort of sub theme of just father son dynamic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was super smart to bring Mickey back. And they, you know, uh, what the way they do it is that. Um, really the only asset that the, that the Balboas still have is the gym mm-hmm. because it was you know um, inherited in the estate when Mickey passed. Yeah. And so he, that's basically why they go back to the neighborhood so that Rocky can go to that same gym and begin training fighters uh, mm-hmm. now that he can't actually fight himself. And so it's the first time he's in there. Uh, just looking around and it's all beat up. It hasn't really been used or cleaned in years, it looks like. And, and it just obviously is going to bring back memories. And so you get a scene between Rocky and Mickey that was never in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's it's somewhere even before the first movie starts at all. Yeah. Um is kind of it's where like, it's placed. It's like,
0: I feel like it's right. It's right before the first fight yeah. between Rocky and Apollo. So you have the, the first line, movie you know, that Creed isn't going to yeah. know what hit him. Yeah. So you. So you have up. So within the vision, like you have the first movie, and then I imagine this is like the last training session before the Rocky and gotcha, Apollo fight. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: But it's just really touching because um, you can see that these two characters just love each other Mm -hmm. yeah as much as you know two you know pretty gruff rough tough guys i just said three words that (laughs) tough rough and tonka's got the stuff (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hilarious um but you know these two guys can they just legitimately care and love each other and it just shines through and i just gotta i just gotta say that like i think now, I have nothing against any of the other actors or actresses mm-hmm. sure. in these yeah. movies. I think these are the two best actors in the whole series, um, yep. just my opinion. They're at least the two that just have you know done the most outside of the Rocky mm-hmm. movies, right? Yeah. Maybe with the exception of was it Carl Weathers? Carl,
0: Carl Weathers. Weathers. Yeah, he was Action Jackson, right?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, he's good, but I guess these are my two favorites, and I really think these guys have the the two best acting chops. And in this scene, it just shines because. What Stallone didn't have in the first Rocky movies was a lot of acting experience. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of raw talent and natural ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by the time you get here, he's got so much more you know, chops, experience, tools in his toolbox. And Burgess Meredith is kind of like finally of an age where it's like just him being himself just fits, yeah. just f- fits the role perfectly. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned in the video, I don't know if it's going to make the edit, but like... There's even a moment, it's a really small thing, but he's delivering lines and then he just like in between lines he coughs. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was a real cough. Mm-hmm. Like not an acting choice. Yeah. I mean well, if it was an acting choice, it right. was, still it you was know was your character. Brilliant. It would make Very sense well. with how, how long brilliant.
0: Burgess Meredith had been working and so much stuff that he did before that. I could I could see both. I right. could see it being a I
2: choice. kinda it kind of reads like it's just so natural like he's just I've talked a lot in here for a minute. I'm gonna have to. I don't have water, so I'm just gonna, <coughs> mm-hmm. you know. And then he yeah. keeps talking, and yeah. it's just like I don't know. This scene's brilliant. You never see Stallone. Well, you do once, but like you don't see Stallone's face because they're trying to say that he's super young, yeah, still. right. But it's like what Mickey is saying to him is is what it's. I'm kind of reading it as, you know, it's the last time that this character heard those kind of affirming words. Yeah. that built him up for who he is and yeah. not for what he's achieving mm-hmm. right I see something in you kid I love you mm-hmm. Mickey loves you and I I feel like Rocky probably hears that from Adrian but it's different yeah, yeah. because it's like you're my wife yeah at some point it's like you kind of have to say that you're committed to me yeah this is somebody that Taught As, me everything I know. Exactly. Yeah. This is like a father figure saying, I'm proud of you, kid. I'm proud of you, son. Mm-hmm. I love you. And you really get to see it. I think it sets it up beautifully that that's what's missing in his life. Mm-hmm. That's probably why he's feeling so down and so susceptible to, you know, his ego. Right. Is because he needs that outside affirmation. Um Yeah. To be able, you know, to be able to yeah. to understand his worth and value.
0: Yeah. And you, you were talking about just great beats in that scene. He gets the cough. And when he... He's telling Rocky that he, he's like, you kid, you give me the... What's the word? He says, motivation. Mm-hmm. And the word's motivation. Yeah. But such a great character trait of Mickey's like... He he has all this wisdom he may not necessarily be book smart but he has all this wisdom and like you know what he's saying he says Mm -hmm, you gave me the what's the word the Mm motivation you know to keep going yeah you know he and he just he says something so profound that and so like so sad and and sometimes it makes me wonder like does this happen he says i think some people just die because they don't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that they have, absolutely no, they have nothing to live for. Yep. And so the fact that, you know, at that point in the first movie, Mickey was just a broken down old man and and Rocky wanting him to train him gave him purpose. Mm-hmm. And gave and so at that point you see sort of the full circle just from like a first movie standpoint and it's just it's just so touching. Yep. If, if I want a good cry, if you're I'll a put fan on. of the Rocky movies,
2: mm-hmm. and you have stopped watching at four and didn't yeah. watch five, skip the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Get to the part where he puts on the old outfit, yep. and just watch from there. Mm-hmm. And you're just gonna have so many powerful, yeah, yeah. moments. Well, and you said if you watch
0: the Rocky movies, then I would also add on to that. Then you know some of the earmarks of a Rocky movie this one this one checks all the boxes of what you get in every other Rocky Mm -hmm. movie except like you said earlier because you had four people say that it was bad and people just jump on top of that nobody's gone back to watch and say like this belongs in the series like this hits all the notes that like in terms of like at the heart of the movie in terms of the depth that's trying to convey this, this hits all the notes and it goes even deeper than some of the other movies. Mm -hmm. So what's actually funny is it it kind of, it makes me sad to hear this, that Sylvester Stallone has been asked numerous times. like, what would you rate Rocky five as? And he'd say zero or he, he he admitted that it was a cash grab. That was was before Rocky Balboa though. Right. Is he still saying that? Well, he I don't know if it was an interview before that, but he's not fond of the movie. And then after, even after Rocky Balboa, yeah. he said it was a cash grab, um, which, I mean, I don't it's know. It's, sad. it's It, it makes yeah. me sad to hear that. I because, didn't know that. I yeah. hadn't heard any of that. It's um, sad because you're like, you can tell a lot of thought went into this. Yeah. You yeah. can tell that if it were a cash grab, I feel like it would have felt really lazy. His, uh, his I felt like this felt very intentional. I think it was up against it had to have been when rocky Balboa just came out which yeah. is a, which is a stellar movie and if yeah, it is it's a good great. Movie, and if yeah. they ended the saga right there it's kind of the end of the, the rocky fighting saga right. but if they ended everything there that is a good ending yeah. absolutely um, and i think he was so proud of that performance that i think rocky 5 maybe reminds him of a time to where cuz what was the next movie he did stop Where my mom will shoot in, or I mean, just yeah. I mean, just in in the nineties until until Cliffhanger in ninety three or until Copland, you know, he was probably really down because his yeah. his career was getting on the he's skids. Like, he's like, I need something to bring me back up. Let's yeah. do a Rocky movie. So that movie, the movie probably reminds him. Uh, so Oscar was it looks like Oscar was, <laughs> and then Stop Where My Mom Will Shoot is uh after an episode of dream on and then he does cliffhanger and then demolition man yeah so his and he comes back yeah yeah. so judge Dredd. judge Dredd. assassins copland copland so his 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 career jumps back up but this was probably a time to where it's like those times where you you had rough times in your life Mm -hmm. and you know there was some good but you don't want to revisit them because it was it was a tough time so he might just, as a blanket, say, "Oh, it was terrible." Yeah. But maybe he hasn't watched it since then. It's and that and that's the thing, and I th- I like that because it segues into sort of what I was going to get at, and that's not what I was good, but like, as you were talking about that, I was like, this would be a good chance to to mention the context in which this movie came out, mm-hmm. not only like with Sylvester Stallone, but with audiences as a whole. I would say that like this was a victim of Rocky fatigue. Yeah. yeah. Like, at this point, we had gotten five movies in the span of, you know, 15 years, mm-hmm. something like that. And so, people, it it had, it had run its course. I think people had just written them off as silly. Um, mm-hmm. Just another, not casualty, but another byproduct of, like, 80s action movies, kind of like you yeah. had mentioned before. And so, wit teamed with Rocky Fatigue... Sort of a perpetual eye roll through the whole movie. I'm sure people had, um, and the fact that you're trying to bring in this there's expectation from the past two movies that this is going to be like, you know, is Rocky going to fight a dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. And and when you undercut it with a character study, when you bring in, you're like, no, we're going to give you this character study. I think, I think it didn't meet a lot of expectations that people had, especially for the conclusion of a series that had become quite frankly bloated mm-hmm. yeah. with this character and so with that rocky fatigue teamed with sort of unmet expectations um i think and, and then you said sylvester stallone at the time i'm sure was you know he said it was a cash grab i'm sure all within that context warrants another viewing for a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah.
2: well and i mean i can't read stallone's mind right um so i don't know we neither none of us know right. why he said it but like yeah. i think it's also possible that you know we've all been there where like you make something and you're really proud of it and mm-hmm. you show some people and they yeah. make fun of it and yeah. you go oh i, yeah, I didn't really like, like it either yeah. I, you know yeah. it, but if they would have said it's brilliant it would have been like yes i thought so too yeah you know what i mean like what's he gonna say like I mean, guys, I think Rocky Five is the best one. Like, right. I don't, you know, he's trying to bring his career back. Sure. He's not, uh, gonna, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I don't want to, I don't know, some people might see that as like not being authentic and that's a bad thing, but I feel like it's very natural. It's very um, natural. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say Stallone's like afraid of what people think. Right. I, I guess I'm just saying like, who knows what headspace he was in when he gave that interview? Mm-hmm. And who knows what he really deep down thinks about it and is just, like, willing to admit? He could have been totally insecure at the time, much like Rocky. Like, who knows? You know? And that's, I mean, that's part of what my whole thing is, is I'm trying to do with Why It's Great. is mm-hmm. like, um, you know, talk about, hey, like what you like and just be willing to admit it mm-hmm. and be authentic yeah, and be yeah. yourself. Because who cares if people... Don't like it. Hey, if you like Nickelback out there, I don't care how much yeah, people make yeah. fun of you. Just admit you like yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? I mean,
0: people. Yep. that my thing. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's like, it's like I don't really take the phrase guilty pleasure anymore because no. you shouldn't feel guilt unless you right. unless you like unless you get your kicks out of killing people or hurting people, yeah. like, I mean, all honesty, like, then you, you should feel guilty. Yeah. yeah, yeah you exactly. should, feel, you should be convicted and be, <laughs> and be told you you're kill? guilty. Citizens arrest. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, you shouldn't feel guilty for the things that you like. And no. also it's nice because if you like things that are universally panned, you're more genuine. Cause you can explain why, you, if you realize something is, is hated by most people, but you like it. You, you're more genuine in your response on why you like it instead of like, right. Oh, um, I don't know. Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are, are great. You're and not regurgitating ag- someone else's yeah, exactly, thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, you, you come out and you say, I like Batman and Robin more than Batman begins. You know, I'm genuine in that. And here's why I like them. I genuinely want to know why. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but if someone's able to articulate it, I one hundred. I mean, I'll respect your opinion for the most part. Yeah, but uh, like, I'll you know, if someone can articulate why they like something, you don't have to. It's not a guilty pleasure. You just like it because you like it. Yeah, all that say it's okay to like Rocky Five. It's okay to like Rocky Five, and the last thing we'll kind of hit on. um, I almost said before we get to break, but this is a special episode. We're not really gonna have any. Breaks, but yeah. uh, the uh, something that made it different for me when I was a kid is the street fight. I yeah. think it made it more of a visceral, raw movie for me. It made me feel different about it. Yeah, like it. It kind of it was a little jarring. Um, it made me feel, if I'm being honest, scared a little bit. Sure, because yeah. you're out of the comfort. You're out of the comfort of a boxing ring. Yeah, um, there's no there's no jurisdiction. In exactly. The so yeah. like you see, you know. Rocky getting body slammed, and you see yeah. him getting punched in the face with just raw fists, and mm-hmm. like, and then like Rocky, you know, you know he has this brain damage. You're like, I don't want Rocky to die. So like, when at one point, like it's the screen is blurry, and he's like waving like this, like no more, and that's yeah. tough. For and plus, me to watch, Tommy yeah. Gunn. Is a th- he's a thick dude. Yeah. Like we make fun of say oh he's a hayseed and a corn fed meathead, but like he's like he's a thick dude. He's a bruiser. Yeah. Like he has this this montage of him fighting and he just he's just knocking dudes on their butt like right yeah. all right off their feet with an uppercut mm-hmm. and like knocking them out of their shoes and he's doing that to Rocky without the padding of gloves. Yeah. So you, you don't like seeing Rocky getting beat up. And again, it's, it's it, the way that it's lit and everything yep. It's in the streets. So that's what made it different. You as well. can,
2: again, to this movie's credit and to the team that put it together over mm-hmm. years. Right. Yeah. You can see exactly why, what led to them making these decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, we just had Rocky four. We've been kind of going up, up, up and up. He basically just, just fought a superhero that was yeah. like, you know, larger than life that had been trained by all this technology. Like we've told a lot of story that we need to tell. And if we're going to go, if we're going to do something else, we have to do something different because if he boxes any other fighter, it's going to look like a wah, wah compared to Drago. But what if we take somebody that's basically Rocky 2.0? Like what if Rocky could fight himself? Like That would be an intriguing question, right? right? Well, let's get a young fighter that's basically like the next generation of Rocky. But even Rocky Young is still not as strong as Ivan Drago. Mm -hmm. Well, what if we take the gloves off? Yeah. Yeah. What if we take it outside of a ring? Mm -hmm. What if we have like no more rules, no breaks to sit in the corner and get pumped up, Mm -hmm. right? Why don't we just put it in the streets? The gloves are off. All Like that then, that raises the stakes. Yeah. And I'm just, you, you know, die. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so you can just see, and then you're like, well, if he's going to do that, how is, why is, why is rich Rocky going to get in some street fight with some kid? Well, maybe he's not rich in yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah, can exactly. just see if you're going to do that, how intense. all these choices get made. Yeah. And so to just like, to be a viewer and go, I didn't like that, and this is so stupid. I who dreams this of? This is mm. dumb. It's not realistic. You kind of go, well, what did you want in the fifth rock? Right. Did you want Ivan Drago to come out again and right. he just yeah. beat him up a second time? Like
0: honestly, it has to jump the shark the, the way a lot of franchises have. You have to shoot him into space, essentially, and he's fighting <laughs> aliens. Yeah, like, kind of, like, honest, like <laughs> I don't know, space. <laughs> yeah, like you're, like what you're, you, are you mix? You, what do we have to mix Stallone's franchises now? Like exactly, like what do you want? Like Matt said, and like you said, it's all, it's always, it's very intentional. Yeah. And once you kind of get that context, I think you're able to enjoy it more. Yeah. Um, and plus, plus it... oh. 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 How about that? Knew what he's gonna say before he said it. I was—I don't know if you were gonna get to this, but plus it gives us one of the best lines in Rocky. Oh history. yeah, yeah. You know my favorite scene um, is. Oh, I was thinking of another one. Can okay. I say mine and then you say yours? Okay, uh, it might They're be the, same, right the same time. Okay. I <laughs> lose. <it. laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. Um, uh, what just happened? <laughs> This is, welcome to the Radcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're starting this over. Welcome uh, to the Radcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was, uh, at, towards the end, before the street fight, Tommy wins the heavyweight championship, mm-hmm. but by boxing analysts, he's just a paper champion. He wants to go and prove himself to Rocky. In the meantime, Rocky and Paulie go to the bar go to like the local bar. And, uh, at this point, Rocky is completely, I know. Stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Rocky is completely at peace with himself. And, um, and Tommy and his entourage comes in and Duke is trying to get it, goad them into the ring. And, and, uh, Tommy's like, I want to fight you. He's like, listen, Tommy, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm this, you see, this guy's messing with your head, like, we were close, man, like, just, I, I don't want anything to do with you anymore, you know, just, just go, have a good night, enjoy your championship, and Tommy's insistent, and, uh, Rocky's like, no, 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 until eventually, uh, Pauly steps in, and he's like, you know, Tommy, you're a piece of garbage, like, Rocky took you in, like, he was, he was zoned, like, you're just a bum, to, and Tommy just, Lays him out. Cold cocks He just him. cold cocks Pauly. Probably would have killed somebody and, in real life. And just the non-verbals from Sylvester Stallone. Like, he just goes from concern to Paulie looks up, and he's got one of the best, like, stone faces. Yep. And he's like, hey, Tommy, you knock him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Like, it's just... Uh, and he's like... And George Washington Duke's like, in the ring. Tommy gone
2: only fights in the ring. He's like, my ring's outside. Ah yeah. It's just... It's just so yeah, awesome. it's good, guys. It's, it's, it's good. It's, and I was going to say, like, so I when I watched it, I didn't watch it in sequence. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, especially now, it's like tradition on certain days of the year, it's like, you're going to watch all the Rocky movies that are on all day on these networks mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's, that's a good experience. Like, it's fun to do that. But at the same time, I feel like this movie works best watching it completely separated yep. from the other movies. Yep. Because then you don't get this like exactly feeling. It's more of just like oh, I love Rocky, and you know it's almost like if there's a episode of a TV show that's just like your favorite episode, and you can just put that one episode on, and it gives you everything you want from the show as a whole, but in one package. And I feel like having just recently rewatched it. This might be controversial. But if I'm just gonna like sit down and watch one Rocky movie, it's either gonna be before I would have never said five. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's either gonna be one Rocky Balboa or Rocky Five. Like I think wow. that's where I'm at at this point. Interesting. Because that's awesome. it just affected me. Yeah. On that I level, think, you know what I mean.
0: The way that you're looking at it too. I mean, all three of those movies, you can have a quick recap at the beginning a la you know the way they start all the rocky movies mm-hmm. since one is the recap of the fight in the last movie you can kind of do that with a uh you can do a narration or some sort of um music under a montage of like what's been going on is like kind of like they do in television so, like previously previously yeah, yeah. on x-men yeah uh, like and then they come into the subject of the show but those kind of are like standalone movies as a whole I mean it's yeah. like if they if they didn't make Empire Strikes back, you could still enjoy a new hope just as a standalone movie because right. it was it was a it was a from beginning to end it was a, it contained an entire story right, and granted, the Rocky movies all contain a story, but I mean you have to kind of understand the movies before I it. mean two
2: uh-huh. is basically like it's almost like one and two are one movie, yeah. yeah, you can watch one by itself, but you can't really watch two by itself right. that's true, yeah. It, I mean, it starts right, right there. And they right, kind yeah. of all do that, but but you know what I'm getting at. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you have to have kind of to get a lot out of the movies previous, you have to know the context of the movies prior. So, or you have to to get a lot out of the movie you're watching, you have to know the previous movie. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, one, one, five, and six, minus, like you said, the first 20 minutes of five, like kind of can be their
2: own movies. And you know what would be really interesting what if you introduced someone to Rocky with five
0: out of order or yeah, with five, because wow. think about it.
2: Like if all somebody knows about Rocky is like, yeah, he's some boxer and he like, yeah. hello, Adrian. And yeah. like, he beats up some crazy guy. Like you kind of go in and it's like the very, it kind of does that recap. You kind of, it becomes a completely different oh, story. Yeah. You just start <clears throat> from the idea of like, okay, he's just um like some movies do that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They just start with like the fall from grace. Yeah. yeah. I, almost, I feel like it would be, it would be perceived differently.
0: Yeah, and, and almost that the recap, anyone else watching in order would be like, oh, that's a recap from the fourth movie. But if you're j- just getting introduced and you're watching five you don't know anything about the previous movies, that recap could literally just act as a flashback. Like how you get yeah. in any other movie, you're like, oh, nobody knows about this. As an audience, we don't know about this. This yeah. is just a flashback. And then you could
2: be like, hey, and guess what? Like, There's four prequels.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: there you go.
0: Yeah. Like just yeah, start like Star Wars. We only know a little bit about Anakin Skywalker in A New Hope, that he fought with Obi Wan in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. You know, so you then it later
2: would be really interesting to mm-hmm. take somebody who's never yeah. watched Rocky before, just like yeah. just experiment and be like, here's five. What do right. you think? Yeah,
0: right. Um, so before we kind of round out Boo. the episode here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're showing a ghost, uh, Rocky Five. Um, that's that's how that's the only way you talk. Boo, 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 <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Yeah, I thought so hey, too. Hey guys, that's ghostist. Okay, <laughs> that's, sorry. Can't say that. The ghostist with the most. <laughs> the ghostist. <yeah. laughs> that's ghostism. Um, but kind of to round out, uh, this is a horrible <laughs> transition. What I'm about to say, but uh, so originally, Sylvester Stallone wrote it for Rocky to die. Oh, and really? in in the final oh, yeah. fight, so I actually didn't know that. I read the scene that it was or the way it was supposed to go. And John Alvitson, who I would like to mention, also directed the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I saw that. And around this time too, he was catching some flack because he directed. He came back for Karate Kid Part Three, um, which I oh, like. Yeah. I like Karate I like Kid, karate part, kid, part, kid three, part Three, but that's another Karate Kid Part Three. Sleeping. Why it's great? Yeah, <laughs> um, I've never right seen now. it. It's uh, it's, it's okay. It's, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> uh, it it also has a kind of a scene-stealing villain and Terry Silver. Terry Silver is good. Cannot- do you, yeah. you know Dave Little? Yeah. Dave Little looks like Terry Silver. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just imagine Dave Little with a long-haired wig on. Hi, Dave Little. If you're I do listening. all the I do hey, all the time. Um, <laughs> hi, Dave. Um, but sorry, back to the scene I'm talking about. So the final fight it ends up like. Rocky's triumphant. He gets the last shot in on Tommy. Um, it ends up like George Washington Duke, who's the real villain throughout the whole movie yep. comes up to him and he's it's like, you know, he's like, you know, touch me, touch me and I'll sue. Come on punk. Touch me and I'll sue. Cause earlier in the movie, like Rocky was ticked off and like, uh, he's like, you know, touch or, and earlier in the fight, like Rocky yeah. was ticked off and he kind of charged at George Washington Duke. And he's like, touch me and I'll sue. And Rocky just kind of walked away. And this like Rocky knocks him on his butt and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the originally how the movie was supposed to end was uh, Rocky gets knocked down he's won the fight and Rocky or Adrian's holding him in her arms and he's saying how he's like his body's feeling cold and at this point uh, it's actually Adrian Adrian was pregnant um, and you know he's like you know you know my uh, my it's, I'm getting cold like my vision's getting blurry he's like I can't wait to meet our little girl and blah 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 uh, and Adrian's like you know hold you know pull hold on Rocky the ambulance is coming and you know Rocky fades out she's like Rocky Rocky, no, please, Rocky, not now. Please, I need you, Rocky. And, like, the the ambulance, the uh, EMTs are coming up. She's like, just don't take him. Don't take him from me. And it fades into the Rocky statue, and Adrian is standing on the steps giving her the announcement that Rocky's died and, like, giving this, like soliloquy on like who rocky was and blah 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 and that's originally how sylvester sloan wanted it to end and john alvinson thought it was beautiful he's like oh that's a beautiful ending but pretty much the studio was like nope yeah you're not gonna kill superman you can't kill batman like you're 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 like you can't you can't kill these characters that's the one time i'll agree with studio interference and sylvester sloan was like yeah, you're right. So he just wrote the ending. And then also the ending was he shook hands with Tommy Gunn at the end and like a show of forgiveness, which I kind of wish they would have kept. But originally Rocky mm. was supposed to die.
2: Which I did not know that. I'm really glad
0: I he did. I hate h- all of that. I'm glad he didn't <laughs> because we wouldn't have gotten Rocky Balboa and we wouldn't have gotten the two Creed movies, which from, are fantastic. From, right. from a storytelling perspective, it is very poetic and mm-hmm, it's beautiful. Yeah. But from someone who is set, loves this character I would have hated to have seen I that. think a lot of people would have hated cuz yeah. again if you're not going to see the depth they present already in this movie mm-hmm. if you kill them, they're definitely not going to see We'd that We'd be having a different conversation yeah, right they, now maybe you get more people like you 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 get a lot more angry people than I mean you you'd are probably
2: right? be looking at like a uh you know, Terminator situation where they're going to make another Rocky and just forget Rocky five ever ever was made. This is going to be a sequel to four. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Which that's a a screwy timeline as well. Terminator one, but the first two are great. Well, the
2: well I, the new one is a direct sequel to two yeah so, yeah but that's not why we've gathered here yeah today. exactly yeah.
0: exactly that is not why we gathered why we gathered was to talk about rocky 5 for the radcast Reynolds. and i think we i i implore all of you who listen to this mm-hmm. give rocky 5 another chance especially against the backdrop we are we have good rocky movies since then so i think it's good give rocky 5 another chance if you don't like it after that then okay
2: Can we uh, end it by talking about the final lines of the movie too?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was because that was something I wanted to bring up. So the final lines of the movie, I think, really portray Rocky as his this character from a a street tough who breaks thumbs for a loan shark to a lovable, you know, hero. Is uh, Rocky and Rocky Junior running up the classic steps that is that are synonymous with Rocky, and that's at this point the Rocky statues up there. And they're running up steps, and he's like, they're having a a heartfelt moment, and uh, you know, Rocky's regaling his son about you know times he spent running up the steps, and uh, he's like, I never knew there were beautiful paintings in here, yeah, and like, and he's like, and his son's like, yeah, let's go in. He's like, you're gonna love Picasso, and Rocky, the last lines, perceivingly at the time of the Rocky saga, but the last lines of the movie are of Rocky's like, yeah, well, I pretty much love everybody. And that's yeah. such a beautiful way to really round out this character's mm-hmm. development in these five movies. Yep. And then Elton John comes in, yeah. like a he doesn't. Of he doesn't. They don't slide his piano in there, and he's yeah. like, "Hello, love. <laughs> Hello, like, oh, thank you for watching the movie." But you get you get you get dun, a rare dun. Elton John song called yeah. "Measure of a Man" that's done over clips of the of the five movies, and mm-hmm. it's it's a really it it. Chokes me up watching that because the song's great. It's written by Alan Menken, who all the best Disney Disney songs in the Disney Renaissance were Mm -hmm. written by Alan Menken. Um, But like, it's just it's an Elton John song you you can't find anywhere because you said you tried looking for. No, I didn't say I
2: tried looking for it. I said like. So I'm I'm a huge Elton John fan, right? Like huge. I have like a lot of greatest hits collections. I think I have bought all of his CDs. Like Mm -hmm. even the ones in the '80s, they get a little weird, right? Uh, I love Elton John and I'm watching this movie the other day and I start hearing this voice come in and I'm like, is that Billy Joel? I literally said that right. to myself. I was like, is this Billy Joel? Well, that would make sense. It's like a East coast. He's from Jersey. And then I'm listening. And I'm like, no, that's Elton John. And I'm listening. And I'm like, that can't be Elton John because I've literally never heard this song before. And I yeah. think I've heard every Elton John song mm-hmm. that has ever been made. And then I looked it up on, on Google and I'm like, no way! How in the world <laughs> did I miss my entire life yeah. this Elton John song, yeah. written by Alan Menken? It yeah, it just blew my mind. Yeah,
0: and, it's a uh, good song. I, I think. Well, didn't you say like you you didn't you couldn't find it on any album? Like you couldn't find it on
2: an album? No, ready? I just didn't remember. Like ah, gotcha. I I didn't go looking. I just gotcha, said like gotcha. I yeah you just I just know. missed it. I don't gotcha. think it's on any of the greatest hits.
0: I don't think it is either because the only time I had ever seen it was our dad had this Rocky's Greatest Hits that was released in the 90s. And uh, it was called A Rocky Story. And it all, like, the pivotal songs from each Rocky movie and the last song, the only song they have from Rocky 5 is Measure of a Man. And I remember listening to it as a kid. As a kid, I didn't listen to Elton John. But, like, I heard it, and I was like, what is this song? And, like, it said, uh, like, from Rocky 5. And at that point, I'd never seen Rocky 5. But it's a, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like go go check it out, if, especially if you're an Elton John fan. The Measure of a Man, you can probably find it on YouTube. I don't yep. know if it was, I don't think it was released on any album. If we're talking about doing things out of order, like you had mentioned before, watch the end credits of Rocky Five, and then go back and watch the whole movie. <laughs> but stop, and, and like, then you don't yeah. need to watch any of the other. Stop Rocky Stop like movies. two minutes into the credits before yes. it starts on stuff from Rocky Five. That's yes.
2: hilarious. Um, but I did want to mention, like at the end there of the movie. Like, I, so my whole pitch for this movie, and it's in the why it's Great one a little bit, but it's like, I think what what Rocky was fighting through the whole movie is his own ego. Yeah. Right? He's fighting literally a younger version of himself, mm-hmm. right? In the streets where it all started for him, I think if things had turned out differently for him, he would be Tommy Gunn. This aimless yeah. kid that made the same kind of decisions that's just looking for a payday, it's looking for validation it's getting caught up in the fame and the success or whatever that wouldn't be married to Adrian, you know, that's like his ego in its purest form and he's fighting it, battling it, trying to control. There's also that theme of like controlling the fire. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you don't yeah. control yeah. that fire of fear, it'll burn you and it'll burn everybody Everyone around you. Heart, fire,
0: heart, fire.
2: Right. Yeah. And it's like at the end, Oh, did you notice? I didn't say this in the video, but in the background of the fight scene, there's all these things of fire. There's like, all these homeless people that are, yeah, like, standing yeah. around, like, things yeah. of fire. Oh, There's, like, okay. all these little controlled yeah. fires in the background of the, no, the final I, fight.
0: I mean, like, I noticed it, but I didn't, like, think of it as, like, um, as, like an illustration
2: or a metaphor Yeah, I or think anything. finally what he's able to do at the end of the fight, especially after the Mickey stuff, mm-hmm. he controls that fear. Okay. Right? Yeah. He's finally able to go, you know what? I have this fear of failure, but I'm not going to, or being a bum or whatever, I'm not going to let that fear control me. I'm going to control the fear, and I'm going to battle my ego, right? And I think at the end, when they're with that statue, he has that line. It's like, yeah, it's just something for birds to poop on. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's kind of like it's a really small thing, but I feel like it's it's his way of finally being able now to, like, look at this symbol of his quote-unquote greatness mm-hmm. and achievement and kind of like, not think that it's bad and not necessarily even downplaying it, but just kind of sh- reveal that, like, he's grown to mm. not take himself so seriously. Sure. Right. To not let the ego control him, but to keep that, f- that fire controlled. And then you get that great line mm. that kind of reveals the heart that he's, that he's, like, truly found himself. Because I feel like in 3 and 4... I haven't I haven't watched those as recently, but doesn't he kind of lose himself a little bit and oh, get caught three. up in the success? Yeah, in three, three, he kind of loses sure. his accent three, too, he does. doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He like starts talking more clean. Yeah. yeah, And I feel like that's another thing we haven't even talked about, but I, I couldn't even remember if this was right. But like he talks in five like he talked in one, mm-hmm. but I don't think in one and two, but I feel like in three and four, he had a much more polished accent. He, did, he was yeah. saying yeah. bigger words, mm-hmm. yeah. and he like... He almost talked like Sylvester Stallone yeah. mm-hmm. just naturally talks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this, it was like maybe he got hit one too many times, and now he's gone back to this yeah. kind of, yeah. like, and he's got dumb jokes again. Yeah. And he's, yeah. hey, yo, you know, and well, cause the horns don't work. Don't work. I mean, Sylvester,
0: yeah, because yeah, the horns don't work. Uh, I think Sylvester hey, Stallone yo. also said um, that he wanted to visually make it more or he wanted to visually make it look like sylvester or that rocky had this brain damage but he's like he didn't want to make him look almost like a mongoloid or make him look like droop like have like a droopy face or anything because he's like it's like seeing your favorite dog have dysplasia yeah like Mm -hmm. so he i think maybe he subconsciously maybe just wanted to internally throw that in there to where the brain damage is affecting his speech pattern again
2: yeah, I, I don't know. But I think it, it works really well. And then at the end, it's like it reveals, you know, hey, I pretty much love everybody. You yeah. know, it's just kind of like, yeah. oh, he's, he's, I don't know. I I just saw it and it really affected me of like he's his best self right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Matt, where are we at, the recording? The re- actual recording is that- okay so 90 minutes there for you folks <laughs> about you the runtime of a rocky movie there you go um, yeah. 15 so, more minutes and we got it there yeah you exactly you go. rocky five um, yeah so I'm we're just gonna, yelling at your screen back yeah. there <laughs> yeah yep so we're gonna kind of wrap up there um so again rocky five go give it another look yes, go check please. it out again uh why it's great um, while you're here on the Why It's Great channel, those of you that listen to the Radcast maybe don't know Dan or haven't listened to the or haven't watched any Why It's Great. While you're here, go check out all of Dan's other mm-hmm, videos, like he said you. at the beginning there, yeah. and how he he said to us off camera how he he kind of wants to be that Mister Rogers esque person, but for like mm. the internet because you even your your mission statement for. I mean, I'll let you, your mission statement. Yeah, I think you mentioned earlier in the episode for why it's great is just to bring positivity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially in this, everybody knows how negative the internet mm-hmm. gets and just how negative everybody can be. And, you know, I, you said you, know, you said in one of your videos, uh, analytics find the negativity on Facebook and that's what people see mm-hmm. uh, for the well, most part. I don't yeah, want yeah, to Yeah, but basically me.
2: like, um, you know, your Facebook feed is the algorithm is designed to give you the most popular stuff that has the most likes, the most shares, the most comments. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, typically the things that get the most comments are posts negative. that stir up mm-hmm. negative trouble, right? right. Somebody yeah. says something controversial or they share something like, can you believe this? And then you just get comments of basically, it's yeah. like fights. Yeah. Right. Facebook fights are yep. what get the most number of comments. Yep. And so like that, algorithm is like oh there's a lot of activity here yeah. so i'm going to show more yeah. people yeah right and so like part of what i'm trying to do is like educate people and that's how it works it's also like the more you like you're just gonna create this own like yes man feedback loop of mm-hmm. just the, the same old stuff like if you're ultra conservative so all you do is like Stop and look at the super conservative stuff, and you like the super conservative stuff, and then you like sit there and read the threads and all the super conservative stuff. Well, guess what? Facebook's going to give you more of all super conservative, conservative stuff. stuff. Yep. If you're like, you know, love liking posts about how bad Rocky Five is, even though you've yeah, never yeah. seen it, right? You know, and all you do is you're on Rocky Five hatred message boards well you're gonna get this idea in your head that literally everyone in the world hates rocky five when Mm. it's like no it's it's just these seven people that i follow that all they do is bash rocky five and i like that i'm clicking like so facebook's just giving me more of that right so it's like i'm trying to start you know this idea of like, what if we could do the same thing but with positivity? Yeah. It's like, what could if we? What if we could write a bunch of comments of just encouragement for people? And what if we mm-hmm. could, um, you know, be liking stuff from all different perspectives so that we get a very balanced input of what's really going on, mm-hmm. um, and really just like, I, I've started to sign off my videos. I haven't done this in any yet that are released, but I've recorded two now, including the one we just did, mm-hmm. where I sign off by saying something to the effect it hasn't been the same but it's basically like um the world is better because you're a part of it and you are worthy of love and i want to sign off my videos with things like that because like you mentioned mr rogers um is no longer alive and he would say those kind of messages over and over and i just read a facebook post by somebody i follow no it was instagram that said when they were young like nine or ten they considered suicide, which, first of all, is so At sad nine or 10. that like yeah. depression can set on so young. Gosh. And this person is actually gay. Mm-hmm. And so you could see how, you know, mm-hmm. not, and they were in a religious home. Yeah. You know, there's all these yeah. factors that might have, you know, caused that. But like they, they said in this post that Mr. Rogers, hearing him say, you are worthy of love. I like you as you are. Saved his life. It was like the only person in his life that told him that, and it was enough through the TV screen. And when I heard it, I was like, that is bringing positivity. So, like, I want to, you know, in a very small way that I can do right now, just kind of step into that void on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people won't like it. They might think it's corny. They might feel like I'm trying to steal something from him. But all I'm trying to do is say, like, somebody needs to, like – yeah. Say those messages because somebody out there is watching in the same boat. nobody says that to them, and I would love to yeah. to be able to be that person or to yeah. help yeah. in a small yeah, way you know yeah
0: and and that's awesome yeah if, and and Philly, we we're fully yeah. behind that oh of course it's of not course. it you know it's not just because dan's one of our good friends we we fully support his uh his mission with these wyatt's great videos, which mm-hmm. is why we we're excited to uh to do one with them do a little crossover and then just sit down and go a bit more in depth with rocky five oh yeah yeah
2: it's been awesome guys it, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's, fantastic. it's, it's been fun i mean
0: it's these are we, conversations we would have like years and years ago before we even had a podcast and we're yeah. like now that we have a microphone let's just do it again we would talking Absolutely. talking to donuts or whatever yeah because like, we'd be at our local donut shop and Yep, inter- yep, using chocolate long johns to interview each other, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and that's the cream of the crop because it's cream filled. Ah, I'm gonna end the episode. <laughs> All that to say, this was a whole lot of fun. It thank was a whole lot on. of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah thank you me. for allowing us to contribute to why it's great. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for being on. Thank you for hosting this episode on the Why It's Great YouTube channel. Uh, thank you for any of the video editing you're going to do yeah. uh, because Lord knows if I didn't have a full time job, we would work to make our podcast video because I would commit a hundred percent to yep. editing the video and editing because this is work enough. Just doing the audio for oh, two yeah, podcasts but uh it's a lot. Yeah, but it, it's great. We love it and we love you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um and this has been another Radcast Rentals. So for those of you watching and those of you listening, be kind, rewind. Do we want to outro ourselves? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the Radcast Rentals. Yes. Well, I'm Steven. I'm Matt. I'm Dan. Hey, Dan. <laughs> thanks for being on. Handsome <laughs> Dan. I, 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 hey, handsome, handsome Dan. Dan.
2: Right. Hey. Right. <laughs> well, work is hard. Work is hard. Uh, I love that I could say anything and you guys know what I'm It's Wayne's World, too. I love it. Of course. It. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, uh-huh. But again, okay. Now, <laughs> thank you for listening to, if you're listening, thank you for watching the Radcast Rental. Uh, we'll be back. We got the five weeks of fright coming up, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. And thank you again. Be kind. Rewind. We'll see you next time.
2: Bye.
1: This concludes our broadcast day.